Today, I'm joined by Roshni Chabra. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist, friend of mine, and she's going to talk about all the different parts of the LGBTQ plus world with us today, pronouns and why those things are important. Stay tuned. Roshni, Roshni, Roshni. Your name's really cool to say on the echo. <laughs> Roshni. Ooh, it sounds good. Roshni. <laughs> A little tongue roll. That's cool. Well, Roshni, I just want to say right now, this is a, this is a, makes me a nervous wreck talking about this stuff because I don't want to mess up. You know, I feel yeah. like I want to do everything right and it, it's hard. Sure. And I think most people feel that way, myself included. Mm-hmm. I identify as a lesbian. I identify with the words butch and dyke. And um, I think that even for me, it's challenging at times to know how to speak about these things, especially mm. when it comes to pronouns and gender. It's It can be a bit confusing. Mm-hmm. And so I think what's important is to recognize that just asking is okay. Yeah. Asking is actually very validating. Really? And okay. you can ask everyone, you know, so let's practice that. Why don't yeah. you ask me like, or <laughs> let, let me ask okay. you so that you can yeah, kind of see understand. how it is. Sure. So, hey, Joni, how hey. are you doing? Hey, what's up? Hey, you know, I'm wondering what pronouns you prefer. I've never asked you before. I prefer she. Okay. Uh, yeah. And her. Sounds good. What about you? So I prefer she and her and hers. And I think that when people call me other things, it it really doesn't offend me. Okay. For some people it can, but um, like it's always nice to be asked. What would somebody call you that would be different that you get sometimes? So I get sirred at times. Mm. So sometimes people will be, here you go, sir. And then they take a double look and then they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, And I think that interaction can be a bit awkward and kind of overwhelming for Mm. both parties involved. Yes. So I recently had this really great um, situation happen, which I think is sort of the ideal of how it takes place. So I was at the movie theater, actually in Irvine. Cool. And I went back to grab a box to kind of split the popcorn with my nephew's friends. Mm -hmm. And I asked the guy, hey, can I get a box? And he goes, here you go, sir. And then he looked at me and he stopped. He was a young man, maybe in his 20s. And he didn't apologize. And he goes, I didn't ask you what pronoun you prefer. Oh. And... I just said, thank you for saying that. I I prefer she, you know, it was just, it was a smooth interaction. It's really smooth. Yeah. So I'm never offended when people call me sir. You know, I do dress in male clothes. I present as androgynous Mm. and I know how I look and (laughs) it's sort of, you know, it, it kind of makes people uncomfortable at times. I used to have trouble sometimes in going to the women's bathroom because people would look at me and get uncomfortable. Hmm. And sort of look at the sign or say something. And so I used to have a lot of anxiety about that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you rock your style. So. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you look good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I'm better with that. I've worked a lot on my own anxiety. But I think I can relate to some of that. And yeah. I think that allowing folks to be the expert on their own experience mm-hmm. and just asking the questions that are hard to ask, mm-hmm. it just comes with practice. Yeah. You know, it's just being able to say, what gender do you prefer? Mm-hmm. Um, or if someone corrects you and says, I actually prefer they, them, then that's something that you can, you know, kind of 
cool. Work on. Now, is that going to happen in every situation? Like, for example, if you're out to a bar or somewhere together and you're just meeting someone for the first time and that might be the only time you meet them, uh, if you prefer they, are you always going to speak up about that? Or is that is that like something that people don't normally do? So that's a good question. And I think let's roll back a little bit and okay. kind of break things down a little bit more. And then we'll sure, let's do that. Question. Sure. So I think there's a lot of confusion um, around the difference between biological sex, mm-hmm. gender identity, mm-hmm. and sexual orientation. Okay. So if you picture like a little gingerbread person. Sure. Uh, you know, no gender on there. Sure. So <laughs> um, well, I, I, you know, in this training I do, I, I have a little image of this that was developed, um, and it was, it's kind of a training tool and it's called a gender bread person. Cool. And so you can see that between their legs is where the biological sex is. Now mm-hmm. this is something that is related to what we are born with. Mm-hmm. And most of us fit in one of two categories. So male and female would describe your biological sex, which is based on chromosomes, what you're Got born it. with, right? Yes. I mean, there are folks who are intersex. Um, an old word would have been hermaphrodite that was oh, used. Right. Intersex is more... Intersex is a new way to say it's that. It's a new way to say it. It's more appropriate. It's how intersex folks, you know, identify. Okay. So, um So when you are... um Well, let me skip ahead. So you're... Your brain is actually where your gender or gender identity comes from. So it's how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. It's actually mostly socialized, right? Hmm. So you see a baby wearing pink or having a pink blanket, you assume. That's a girl. Right. That's a female. You Mm -hmm. identify her as she. Right. You know, you would use the pronoun she, her, hers. Right. Typically. And, you know, for babies who look like boys or wearing blue or those kinds of things, you would, you know, say he, him. His. His, right. And that's typical, and that's what the average person can relate to. Mm. So um, when you're talking about biological sex, um, you know, we uh, sort of assume that you're either male or female. Mm -hmm. And some folks don't really identify with that. So it's called like a gender binary, which means there's two, right? There's male or female. That's typically in our society in America how we utilize those words. Okay. So not everyone identifies with that. So you can be non-binary. Correct. Got right? it. So you can be non-binary, which means that you don't identify with either of those necessarily. And I personally think, you know, gender can be more of a spectrum hmm. of how we, you know, express ourselves. So hmm. clothes don't have genitals, but we do have sections for men and for women, for sure. boys and for girls. You mm-hmm. walk into Target, you walk into anywhere, mm-hmm. and you see that, right? right. Um, and some people don't necessarily identify as that, right? Mm-hmm. So um, just using myself as an example, um, I was born female. Mm-hmm. I identify as female. And my gender in my brain as well is woman. Right. I identify as woman. Mm-hmm. So, um, thinking about it in that respect, um, I am a cis woman, what people call cis woman. Cis so woman. my biological sex and my gender identity are lined up. Got it. Right. So I'm cis. Right. So you would, you would yeah. be a cis woman, right? Cis woman, straight cis woman. Yes, exactly. Her, she, 
her, all that. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, okay. you got it. So um, in thinking about that, that's typically how we identify folks. Got it. However, there are folks who are non-binary. Mm-hmm. Some of those folks identify as transgender, but not all. Okay. And I just want to clarify, I'm not the expert on this topic. Right. I look at it as everyone's experience is their own. Mm-hmm. And so I defer to what people feel comfortable with. Okay. So um, I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. Sure. Like my own personal Right, right, right. So um, the other piece that we throw into here is the heart. Mm-hmm. And that's who you love, who you're attracted to. Got it. And that's another layer on top of that, on top of what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. if I'm talking about myself, I would say I am a cis female. Mm-hmm. I identify with the gender identity woman. Mm-hmm. And I am attracted to also women. women. So that layer of it is my sexual orientation, which I identify with the term lesbian. Got it. Um, Some people who are similar to me in that they're cisgendered females, Mm -hmm. they identify as women and they're attracted to women. Mm -hmm. They might also use the term gay woman or queer and they might be more comfortable with that than lesbian. Oh, okay. I think also there's some generational pieces and cultural pieces where people feel more comfortable with certain terms than others. Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah, so I think that the youth of today is a little bit more comfortable with queer. Sure. Whereas if you talk to, you know, older lesbians, they were called queer. Right. In a negative term. Right. Right. And so that term hasn't necessarily been taken back by everyone. Got it. So it is a term that was used in an offensive way. Right. However. I don't feel comfortable saying it. Right. And that's okay. I think that, you know, we just kind of defer to what people Mm -hmm. um, are comfortable saying Mm -hmm. for themselves. So if somebody tells you, hey, I'm queer, Joni, that doesn't mean that you have to use the word word queer. Yeah. So you were saying you identify with the word butch too, and um, mm-hmm. dyke, which oh my gosh, I feel like so weird <laughs> just saying those like ah, sure. because you know I've considered those derogatory ways of describing a, a lesbian who dresses like in male clothing and mm-hmm. things like that. So how you know how do you take that word? Like, is it kind of like a prideful thing to call yourself a butch? Is there like a level? Like what, like, why are you cool with saying that when you know that some people find that derogatory? Yeah, I think that what's so challenging is that our layers of identity that we've come to be comfortable with are not always things that other people are comfortable with. Mm. And it's different for you to yell out your window at me and be like, <laughs> hey, Butch, or hey, hey Dyke, right? <laughs> because if it's done with a an intention that's negative or hurtful or, like, homophobic, then uh-huh. it gets read differently. Right. For me to call myself a Dyke is different than for some random stranger, right? Right, right, right. But right. you as my friend, like, it does not offend me because it is a term that's been taken back and it is an empowering term for me and... For others, other people don't necessarily like it. Like if you ask the person next to me mm-hmm. and you say that, it could be offensive. offensive so right. I think it's always good to have these conversations. I absolutely agree yeah. because, yeah, I mean, first of all, I think as a straight person, just go ahead and use caution. I don't, I don't think you should throw those words yeah. around anyway because you sure. don't know who you're going to offend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like you wouldn't say certain other words in our mm-hmm. in our language. But so asking about the pronouns, mm-hmm. that's super important. Um, now what if you have a friend who, you know, comes out as gay, 
like mm-hmm. and, and that you kind of had a suspicion that they were and now they are um what's the level of comfortability as far as like you know helping that friend supporting them like you i mean i think a lot of people automatically think oh you're a gay guy you're gonna want to go shopping with me mm-hmm. or blah, blah 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 like how do you support someone who's gay in a very healthy way Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. I think that, again, it comes back down to assuming that everyone is an expert in their own experience and Mm. not superimposing your beliefs or ideas, but just asking straight out, like, not straight out, but daily (laughs) out, daily (laughs) out, (laughs) but asking just in a direct way, like, what does this term mean to you? And you can respectfully say, hey, can I ask you a question? Like, I just want to make sure that I'm understanding this. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's not on that person to educate you, mm-hmm. and you can Google it. But whenever right. you come from a place of wondering or mm-hmm. curiosity, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for both parties, or as many parties are there, to grow and have open, yes. honest conversations. Yes. If you offend somebody and your intent is not to, right. it's okay to apologize. Right. And I don't think there's any reason to beat yourself up or to mm-hmm. continue to apologize right. or to make the other person feel like, oh, wow, I'm really like upset and now you have to take care of my feelings about this. Right. But having it be more this thing like, I just want to understand you better. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not really concerned about what everyone is saying, but you're coming out. So let me know how I can support you. What do you need? These are things that you can say. Or, you know, what pronouns do you use? Mm -hmm. Can you tell me how you identify? These are open-ended questions that create a space for someone to be able to express themselves openly with you. And I think it can be really challenging because you're not wanting to offend someone. You're not wanting to step on the line. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's uncomfortable within us. Mm -hmm. But if we're coming from the place of, hey, I really just want to understand you more. I'm not necessarily Mm -hmm. concerned about, you know, the cultural trends of this because that's a lot to take on. Right. You know, you're you're not going to be an expert. I mean, I'm not an expert. I've been out since I was like 14. Wow. Now I'm 39. But I'm only an expert on what I've gone through. I can't say what the next person feels. Right. And I think that's a huge misconception. Uh, mm-hmm. as a straight person looking at the gay world is that you automatically assume that, you know, all men are effeminate, uh, mm-hmm. all girls are butchy in some way. Yeah. I think the stereotypes are things that make it more comfortable for us to mm-hmm. be, to have this false sense of security or comfort um, about something which we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Right. The unknown is always hard. I think I know personally I'm, always open for answering questions i love that i have thick skin i'm rarely offended and if i am i'll tell you why Mm -hmm. i think that these conversations are what really opens up communities to have Mm -hmm. stronger interactions stronger connections Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day we're just people yeah people people. are flawed we're gonna say things that are gonna hurt people in life and if we can't talk about it then that's where the pain really comes about for both parties I'm nervous sitting here talking about this because I want to be very supportive and I want to be very correct in, you know, my description and out of my respect for, for people. Right. Absolutely. You said there's the L G B T Q, which -hmm. could be queer or questioning. Mm -hmm. And then there's, what else is there? You said there was an A and an I. And... Yeah, let me go over that. Yeah, let's talk so about that. So some people like to call it the alphabet soup. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's important. You know, language is important. Language can be hurtful or it can be empowering. Mm-hmm. And 
um, you know, there's been lots of conversations among people in the community about what ways to identify, how to shorten it, how to make it easier. And I think as humans, let's be honest, we're lazy when it comes down to it. We don't want to say all these letters and, you know, so I just want to acknowledge that. Like, that's yeah, okay. That's too. okay. Right. You just it's say okay. LGBT. Yeah. And, you know, I think that queer is becoming more acceptable mm-hmm. to folks, even of older generations, as a term that feels okay. Okay. You know, there are some issues that folks have with it about um, how it can invisibilize other, you know, certain people within the community. Yes. So that's something to think about. But okay. so L stands for lesbian. Um, G stands for gay, um, often used for gay men. Some women identify with the word gay, and sometimes it's used as an umbrella term to include everybody. Oh, hmm. you know, we're having a gay party or whatever <laughs> it might be. B stands for bisexual. Um, okay. Some people also identify as pansexual. Oh. And I, you know, again, I'm not the expert, but I think. I believe that my understanding of that is there's more than two genders. So if we're saying bisexual, it means, okay, I'm attracted to women and men. But there are some folks who are non-binary. There are some folks who are trans, and I'll get into that in a second. Sure. So um, bisexual or pansexual, and then T is for transgender, Mm -hmm. which kind of is also an umbrella term because there are a lot of things that can fall within it. Sure. So I'll come back to that. And then Q, if there's one Q, it's usually queer. If there's two Qs, it's usually queer and questioning. Questioning means, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of still figuring out my sexual orientation. Okay. Or, you know, maybe I don't want a label. Hmm. And then occasional and so and it's become more common to do lgbtq plus so that folks can kind of feel like okay you are included even if you don't identify with some of those um words however sometimes you'll see i for intersex okay and sometimes you'll see a for either asexual or ally Hmm. And asexuality is a thing that folks are starting to talk about more. I'm meeting people that are asexual. Yeah. Yeah. And so it means that you're not necessarily driven by attraction related to sex, but you may want long-term loving relationships. You like to maybe cuddle and watch movies and do those other things, but maybe you don't necessarily have that sexual drive or that attraction Mm -hmm. and it's just not a thing for you. Hmm. Um, And then an ally is anybody who's supportive of any of these people in the community. And, you know, an ally can be anyone, just someone who's like, hey, I'm not going to be cool with you saying this joke that, you know, sounds homophobic or, um, you know, I'm here to support you in coming out, like you said. Right. Or just even asking someone what their gender is. Yeah, we talked about. I think that's a huge thing. I think we should do more of that. If there's anything like you know, if you're new to this or you want to support, I think that's a great first thing to do. You know, with any of your friends or any of the new people that you may meet out and about, ask them what their pronoun is. That's this is. I think it's a great way for people to say, "Hey, there's more allies out there than we realize." Absolutely, right? You know, absolutely. I think that just asking someone that is. Like, really just extending the arm, you know, to say, hey, like, I see I get you. It. I'm here yeah. from you. And mm-hmm. you can actually just start asking everyone that. Cool. And that actually allows people to see that there's a necessity for them to ask folks. Interesting. And it's not assuming, because I will say that, you know, so so let me get into non-binary. Mm-hmm. I will say that some non-binary 
folks can look typically, uh, you know, like a woman or mm-hmm. a female embody mm-hmm. that. And some can look male or, mm-hmm. um, you know, like a man, but they don't necessarily identify as that. So that's where it can be important to ask that question because you really you don't, don't know. know what's going on in someone's head and what they're feeling. Yeah. So a non-binary person, you know, we talked about the binary of being uh you know, man and woman. Mm-hmm. And that gender identity that takes place in your brain is how you identify. Right. So a non-binary person doesn't identify as a man or a woman. Okay. So they might feel like they're neither or okay. somewhere in that spectrum. And it is a hard thing to get used to it's because so it feels hard. grammatically kind of off. Yes, I have a friend like this. It's hard. Yeah, and I know I've even talked to my mom and been like, oh, I hung out with them. And, and she's like, huh? And she's like, how many people were there? I'm like, just one. Just one. <laughs> so, you know, it does take practice, but it, it becomes second nature after a while. No, I get that. Yeah, and, and also, too, when you're talking straight to the person, mm-hmm. you have to say things. There's going to be a few words that they like, like, oh, dude, or... Right. Bro or or whatever that word is. And you have to kind of remember that because you could be like, you can't say, oh, honey, or, you know, you're so da da da. You can't just like, you have to find those words and go with it. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? We use these terms a lot. Yes. And I think it's okay. I don't see as many people getting offended by that. But sure, you do kind of want to be conscious of your language. Mm -hmm. You definitely, you know, it can feel at times like you're walking on eggshells. Absolutely. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And it's okay to make mistakes. And it's okay to catch yourself and say, you know, I just caught myself. I just said she for you, and I meant to say they. Uh-huh. I'm really working on it, so I yeah. just wanted to acknowledge that. That's big. And I think anyone who's who's struggling with their gender identity or sexual orientation, that it's really important to know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. That a lot of folks feel this way, and that reaching out for support is really hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard for everyone, but it's so important. Mm-hmm. And if you reach out and you don't get the response that you need or want, reach out again, reach out again, find your people, find the yeah. people who are going to support you, you know, ask us a question here. I'm happy to give her a referral. Oh, I love that. Um, I think that there are a lot of great organizations um, and isolation is really the enemy of all of this because it can lead to things like suicidal ideation and, suicide and that's not what we want for folks we want folks to get the support they need get the love that they deserve Mm -hmm. be able to be themselves fully Mm -hmm. and it's so important so there's a lot of resources out there you can you know call the trevor project if you want to talk to someone okay you can reach out there's hotlines there's local um, lgbtq plus centers they're located in most communities or, you know, maybe the, the town over possibly. <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff online. So okay. reach out, keep reaching out, um, you know, find your support. And if you get pushed down, if you have a hard day, just know that tomorrow's another day. Awesome. Thank you, Roshni. My pleasure. Please head over to the website, www.thelittlebitpodcast.com for resources and to leave a comment. We'll be back next week with a new topic. Thank you so much for listening. Become a patron. Head over to patreon.com slash thelittlebitpodcast and donate whatever you can so we can continue to make super fun, epic 
amazing podcasts. The Little Bit Podcast is recorded and produced by me, Joni Sprague, in Orange County, California. The music you're hearing today is from Sleep North America, and you can find it now on SoundCloud. <laughs>